In this short video, Michael Ellis talks about escape avoidance training. Now, in the opening of this lecture, Michael's talking about a process called leash pressure. Leash pressure is trained and defined in detail in the DVD that I did titled Focused Healing with Michael Ellis. Fade it and it's much easier to get stuck. So if I can move my dog with just my wrist, it's much nicer than having to move him with my whole body and it's much easier to get that. So we've got two benefits here. The dog learned about pressure, learned that it could survive pressure, learned that it could turn it off as its own thing, but also we've given ourselves a tool that we can use in all sorts of different places. Our system also, and this bears mentioning, we'll talk about it later, is that this is a precursor to electric collar work for us in, in the way we train. I do not go out with an electric collar and just apply it to behaviors. You can sometimes, right? You can get away with that. The more training your dog has, the more likely I am going to be able to go out there and just shock them for a mistake and have them go, okay, I know what that is, boop, and do what they're going to do. So you can possibly get away with it, and you can also possibly get burned by that, right? So if I've done leash pressure work, and my dog really understands that, I've taught certain behaviors, and then I use the electric collar and the leash together, I minimize all the weirdness that can potentially happen or the bad associations or the superstitious associations that can happen. So leash pressure is going to be an integral part of our system of training, and it is also um, uh, the escape part of the escape avoidance paradigm. The avoidance part is where the dog learns to avoid an unpleasant consequence by either doing or not doing something. So the escape part is where the dog learns to turn pressure off with their behavior. So I pull in the leash, they move, it stops. I turn on the electric collar, they down, it stops, whatever, right? Escape. Avoidance means a correction. My dog jumps on the counter, I hit him with a collar, I bonk him, I give him a leash correction, whatever. He figures out that he can avoid that by not jumping on the counter. I can say sit, my dog doesn't sit, I can give him a correction. Next time I say sit, he sits in an attempt to avoid what happens afterwards, right? Pretty straightforward. So all pressure stuff is going to fall into one of those two categories either the escape portion or the avoidance portion. Yeah. And we just want, for our purposes, we, you just want to know that we're going to wind up using these things, but we generally are going to use them, uh, for the most part, after the dog has an understanding. So if I had to break it down into a grossly simplified <laughs> version of our philosophy, it's basically show the dog what you want them to do, show them that there's something in it for them, show them how to turn pressure off away from the obedience behaviors, and then, if necessary, apply pressure to the obedience behaviors right? as you go forward. And with some dogs, you'll have to use, you'll have to use it more than others, just based on their temperament and, and motivation, especially. right? So motivation is going to be a big part of this. The more motivated my dog is, the less I tend to have to do that stuff. Because for those dogs, uh, um, withholding of reward and the desire to figure out how to access the things that they want are very powerful tools. The less motivated my dog, the more likely he is to say, eh, not today. I'm not really that excited about this, and I'm going to have to say, sorry, you have to, right? So that's going to be a big determining factor in how much pressure we wind up having to use in our training, uh, the dog's level of motivation as we go forward. Um, there's also an interesting thing, and I, I, had, I just wrote the guy to try to get a, a copy of the study, but uh, actually Pam Reed, uh, who wrote uh, the book Accelerated Learning, which I recommend everybody get and read. Um, it turned me on to a study that the, these guys in, in Mexico did with a bunch of Malinois. So they had 45 Malinois, and they tested cortisol levels in, uh, in the dog's bloodstream with different uh, averses. 
with different aversive techniques or different techniques of punishment, I should say, right? And so, and cortisol uh, levels are basically stress, is a stress hormone that's released by the body. So they wanted to measure, basically what they're trying to do is measure level of stress in the dog with different punishers, right? And they used a prong collar, electric collar, and negative punishment, which is withholding reward from the dog for mistakes. Fascinatingly enough, (laughs) the highest cortisol levels were with the pinch collar, and the lowest were with the electric collar. So for a highly motivated dog, like a Malinois, then the withholding reward created more stress in the dog, or a release of more stress hormones, than electric collars did. Fascinating, right? <laughs> now, my, and if you talk to a lot of dog trainers that deal with highly motivated dogs, they go, oh, yeah, I could see that. You know, We've seen dogs that will bite you when you withhold reward from them. They get really stressed and really angry and a whole host of other things like that. Um, but it tends to be, obviously, that's not going to be the case with a less motivated dog. So if I take a normal dog, <laughs> your average dog, uh, then probably the electric collar is going to create more stress in that dog than, than withholding reward. But that's interesting. It's another example for us of... Uh, Remember, uh, aversive is all from the dog's perspective, not ours. So we're thinking, you didn't get a cookie. <laughs> and the dog's like, God damn it, I didn't get a cookie, right? <laughs> and they're really stressed about it. And so it's a fascinating part of, uh, uh, of that. And the electric collar, uh, uh, for us, we wind up using them a fair bit these days um, in our training, especially when you get to advanced training. There's a lot of interesting things you can do with an electric collar that are very difficult to do uh, traditionally, uh, timing-wise, distance-wise, and that sort of thing. And... Um, and I've noticed over the years something that's fascinating, and we tend to have, think about the electric collar as the, 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 bigger, the bigger stick in the, in the, in the aversive hierarchy. Um, but we've had lots and lots of luck with extremely sensitive dogs in the electric collar. Actually, dogs that are more sensitive do better with the electric collar than they do with almost any other form of punishment. Right? So I have a woman that has been to a few seminars that uh, does AKC obedience with a golden retriever, and she was having uh, duration focus problems with the dog. The dog knew everything, the dog was doing really well in the ring, but would check out on her for periods, and she just couldn't manipulate it with reinforcement schedules. And so when she tried to correct the dog, the dog just melted, right? So like a golden retriever, it'd grovel, it'd pee, it'd flip on its back, you know, with very little physical input from her. But the electric collar and little low-level nicks for looking away, perfect. The dog got it beautifully, it's her best scores ever, no problem, and no stress from the dog. The dog doesn't seem to mind at all, right? And that's that idea that we tend to think of, you know, ooh, electric, bad, right? <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad, right? <laughs> but to that dog, that's much worse. Like, they're worried. There's a pack drive-related thing where the dog is much more uh, uh, socially affiliative, and anything that seems like it's coming from the handler makes the dog worried that mom's mad at me kind of thing. So it's, it's an interesting uh, thing. So when we start talking about escape avoidance training, uh, again, remember that it's, a, it's the dog's perspective always. So questions on that stuff. Michael and I have done a number of training DVDs together. The one that's about to be released in a few weeks is titled Training the Retrieve with Michael Ellis. We're currently accepting pre-orders for that DVD.